All right. Well, we are live. Welcome, listeners, to another episode of Sweet Stories. Today, we have the privilege of hosting an industry expert. I use that term lightly, but uh, only because I like to ruffle his feathers. One of our very own partner, solution architect here at Nuage, Glenn Saunders. Glenn, thank you for joining us today. Glenn has a wealth of knowledge, experience in developing, implementing cloud solutions, from developing unique IP with the NetSuite application to our very own contract lifecycle management tool. Today, we hope to uncover a little bit more on his strategic insight, technical expertise, as he has been instrumental in our growth and success. Today, we're going to tap into Glenn's wisdom, the almighty Glenn, as we discuss the evolving world of cloud tech, business leadership, and much more. I'm Louis Bala at Nuage, and joined with my co-host, Gina Ostrowski. Glenn, let's dive on in. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, you didn't layer it on too thick there, I don't think. <laughs> hey, Glenn, we're really happy to, to have you here today, and it's it's a pleasure working with you as well, but can you, let's kick this off. Can you, um, can you please just tell us a little bit about your journey and, through the tech industry and maybe path in becoming a solution architect here and partner at Nuage? Yeah, so um, was in college, uh, started out, uh, had an accounting, I was going through an accounting degree, uh, ended up taking an internship that led me uh, to living the summer in New Orleans, which not a bad place to spend the summer when you just turned 21, uh, to be honest. And the company was going through an upgrade of their Profit 21 before Epicor owned them. Um, they were actually coming off of like a mainframe, getting on Windows. That's how old I am. Uh, makes me feel really old. It was only 2003, but That's um, a long time ago. yeah, and, and looking back, it really is uh, 20 years. Um, and... I really enjoyed more so the technical aspects and the operational side. Um, and I had done some stuff as a kid with warehouse management distribution, and this was a distribution company. And I realized I really liked that aspect of it. And I got hooked up with a consulting group that was doing their implementation, um, which was uh, ActEvent Solutions that you know owned Profit 21 at the time. Mm -hmm. And I really liked it. Um, fast forward a couple of years when I was graduating and um, made the determination that I didn't really want to go into accounting. I kind of looked at audit and took a job at what well, the time was access accounting systems as a consultant doing Epicor implementations, which was mostly financials. I had, again, graduated with a degree in accounting. And as I got more and more into it, I got into the technology, got SQL certified, started doing some light development, crystal reports, and then you tie that up operationally so you get kind of business technology um, and operational aspects kind of come together. And I really just enjoy the way technology and everything kind of meshes together. Um, and it just continued to evolve project management. I got a PMP for a period of time, not my forte. Um, I realized that's not my strong suit. Um, did Lean Six Sigma and some other things. Um, and obviously, you know, that was the early days, right? We were putting stuff in Citrix servers, uh, very different than, you know, the point and click of the cloud. So it's a lot easier, a lot easier today for end users and for implementation partners. Now, and, and I guess to, to piggyback on what Gina was asking, 
your evolution with the NetSuite application, you know, over the last couple of years, you've, you've seen a lot, you've experienced a lot, you know, the highs and lows of all things NetSuite. And, um, you know, I, I guess for the listeners, what do you believe are successful elements that organizations need to consider for somewhat of the evolution versus a revolution or kind of the, the continuous improvement mindset that is, is now so much more prevalent with an ERP as a subscription versus the on-prem Epicor days of the past? Yeah, um, it's a lot easier to adjust now than previously. Um, previously, you better get it right the first time. You better test everything because it is a very powerful ship going in one direction that can do a lot of things. Uh, adjustments cost a tremendous amount of time, money, and effort mm-hmm. on the old days, right? Because you had to spin up a sandbox test environment. You had to do full user acceptance testing to validate that it didn't break other things. With NetSuite, it's a lot easier to just go into a sandbox environment, test a couple of things out because the implications are so clear cut. The lack of like subledger processing, the way in which NetSuite is architected makes it a lot more flexible and malleable when changes are necessary. Um, And I'll tell you what's been probably one of the most interesting or fun things for me is I first looked at NetSuite around 2009 um, and they had just come out with One World. Wasn't great. Fast forward 2011, 2012, that's when I became a partner and yeah, that story is probably for another day of how I met Lou and how we kind of ended up hooking up and all of that. But it was like, oh, okay, we can leverage this now because it does some of the multi-company stuff that so many organizations need. Um, and then you're like, oh, NetSuite doesn't really do manufacturing. Now we're doing a tremendous amount of manufacturing. The continuous evolution of the project and how, our product and how they built on top of it and continue to deliver. I think that mindset plays into the crawl, walk, run of what mm-hmm. NetSuite can do for an organization. Um, I do think as you evolve and you're a bigger organization, you have to take a look at how you're doing things and adapt to it. Otherwise, you can end up recreating some bad habits. But as an as a growing organization, I think don't think there's a better platform to adopt for your business transformation and your journey. Um, because, you know, like we tell people from from $10 million in revenue to a billion dollars in revenue, you can run NetSuite. And I firmly believe that. In, in the same vein of, of just you know, NetSuite and the continuous evolution um, of, of the product, we've talked so much about the product. I wanted to switch gears real quick to more of the when is it appropriate to have a system administrator? versus something like we've seen a tremendous amount of success in as, as kind of that outsourced managed services offering stratus that that you know folks are are somewhat lining up for. Can you walk us through what what is what is that that where what's the delta? Uh, what do you think that the value proposition is with something like a system admin versus an MSP kind of the outsourced model? Yeah, so I kind of look at it in a couple of different ways and it depends, everything's dependent, right? It's all what, what if, um, as an organization, if you're doing highly technical development and customization, you may need to develop your own staff. If you just need tweaks or modifications 
here and there, it probably doesn't make sense to hire somebody just to be on staff. Same thing with functional improvements and functional deployments. Unless you're going to have somebody 40 hours a week, 50 weeks a year, whatever it is, focus strictly on functional development and functional support of the application. Why would you hire that type of person when you know they're going to have downtime? And, and are they truly an expert? Um, you know, I don't know that there is a firm out there that doesn't need some sort of managed service within the application or some sort of partner expert to lean on in various areas um, because it's hard. You know, we do this every day. So we see all the different things that come along, both from a strategic standpoint of like, you know, conversation earlier today around business intelligence, FP&A, demand planning, and how that ties into the overall plan of deployment for a company to the blocking and tackling of, I need to figure out because I want to charge a customer an upcharge for shipping. Simple stuff like that. Um, there's no right or wrong answer, but I'm in a firm belief that you need a partner always engaged to ask those type of questions, whether it's ad hoc, or more continuous process improvement, which I'm a big believer in because I think, um, and there's tons of studies out there from all the guys that do their whatever uh, ERP analysts, they sell their advice basically um, around getting live is just the first step of the journey. And then it becomes mm -hmm. the optimization and a value extraction from the ERP. Going live is not anything. That's step one. The rest of it is where you really drive the value through the organization. How do you improve? How do you benchmark? How do you measure your performance on an right. ongoing basis to understand what moves the needle and what delivers the most value? Um, and I think that's something that we do a great job of with our Stratus um, program because so many people don't put any emphasis on that. They just know oh, we need help, Right quantifiably, what does that help provide to the organization? Um, and that's what is so critical that I think we, um, we deliver. Yeah. No, thank you for that. Yeah. And we, um, as far as implementation, it's, it's never over then it's, it's a journey that you keep going with the, with our customers. So that's great insight, uh, there, Glenn. And can you tell us just a little bit, um, how your role in technology in business has evolved over your career and the impact it's had on your own business strategy. You've kind of touched on that, but maybe a little bit more. Yeah. Um, like There's, it, it, it's, it's been interesting because I started out in consulting. I got into project management. I realized I didn't really like that. Then I kind of got into like customer success, customer, uh, oh, it's kind of quasi solution consulting um at that point and then mm -hmm. into more of a sales driven role which i still did a lot of the solution consulting i kind of wore both hats what i really like now is i get to sit in between both the sales side and the service side and um, make sure that what we sell is what we deliver um both from the ongoing support knowing what we can do and what we can't do and what the application can and can't do nothing nothing sucks worse than to have someone who thinks they're getting X and the system can't do it. And, and that's very frustrating for customers. And we do our best 
not saying it doesn't happen because it's a complicated system and there's assumptions that people make um, that need to be, the questions need to be asked. If there's any advice I would give someone, if you assume, ask the question and ask for proof. Don't assume because it can bite you in the butt, both from our side and from the customer side, right? Communication and these processes and these journeys and this partnership is critical. And I always tell folks, there's going to come a time where we're not aligned and problems occur in an ERP implementation. And we're going to have to talk and figure out how do we overcome those obstacles. And I think that's a critical thing that I've learned is that there's no straight and narrow path to success in this. It is a, as you said, a journey. And, and Glenn, as, as you kind of define the journey, you touched on the, the level of continuity, um, some of the, the post-go-live aspects of, of how we work. Um, you oftentimes see, see kind of the, the software vendor um, offering the quick and dirty $5,000 implementation. Um, <laughs> why would you pay for that? And why, I guess, well, I think we know the answer to that. But, you know, outside of being enamored by a, a cheap price, why would you pay more to work with Nuage? Um, what is the value of working with Nuage? And, you know, can you touch on some of those, you know, the risk, the cost, the value? Yeah, so um, the quick and dirty, you know, and, and, and Louie, you know, we've done those 90-day implementations for carve-outs and stuff for um, the ransomwares. Mm -hmm. That'd be the only way I'd go that route because you're just recreating the same bad habits you had in your existing system, except you knew your existing system. Now you're jumping into a pool where you don't know how the system functions, what the processes are, and you're being guided by someone who is simply coaching you on it and not teaching you. They're giving you guidance, but they're not really diving in and helping you optimize Um and I, I think those that's that's to be frank, that's where we pick up a lot of work because customers go live, they have an activation and they're left with a half implemented system that they're live on, but they're not really utilizing and they're not happy. Um, I had a conversation on Tuesday with a customer that that's what they have. And they're, you know, the business owner was not <laughs> he's not happy with NetSuite. And that's where we come in to help them that continuous improvement, that fixing of those, you know, the, going the cheap route, you know? Yeah. You go the cheap route up front. It sounds great. Long-term it's going to cost you five times more. And, and a lot of people don't realize that it's penny wise and pound foolish. Yeah. Buy nice or buy twice. <laughs> All right. Sure. Yeah, and, and I guess um, I think Gina, you probably have a, a question or two to wrap things up. But mm -hmm. yeah, you know, um, some of the the other aspects I just wanted to ask you know, what are you most excited for product wise with Netsuite coming down the pipe? You know, we've been we've been playing with Bill Capture. I know you've been pretty heavy in advanced uh, or the analytics warehouse. Where, where do you think Netsuite is really going to shine over the next year or two? Um. This is probably more aspirational than actual, but um, I think it would be interesting to see as if Oracle databases really can do what Larry Ellison claims they can do, which he's a great sales guy. Um, Careful, he might sue us if you say anything else. 
um, if they can take some of the machine learning and artificial intelligence and apply it to NetSuite, um, think about it. You've got 35,000 people or customers within this segment that all process transactions, not necessarily the same way, but think of the type of automation and insights that can be gleaned from that. Mm -hmm. I think that's that could be one of the most revolutionary things. Um, again, I think it's aspirational. I don't think it's I don't think it's there. Um, I think from a blocking and tackling, I think going deeper in the supply chain side, um, more advanced um, automation around reordering and management of inventory and suggestions and um, helping guide user behavior based on past predictive analytics. Mm -hmm. I think that's more realistic in the short term. Um, but again, that aspirational thing that's sitting out there is like, you have some really good data scientists and, and uh, you know, machine learning applied to 35,000 customers. It's like, hey, you log into NetSuite and it says, here's the transactions you need to undertake. Here's the actions you need to undertake. Boom, 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 boom. Your work's done for the day. Like for, for the higher users, you still have the inputs, sure. right? from production or you know, inventory shipments on the floor, the, the physical aspect of doing work as it relates to an ERP system. But I think that's could be really interesting. No, thank yeah. you for that. Yeah, I appreciate that. And really lastly, Glenn, could you um, share a book or a resource, a mentor, an individual that has significantly uh, influenced you in some way over your career in business? Um. There's a lot of books. Um, I, I've actually, uh, shame on me, I've really fallen off this year on reading. So I've tried to get back into it. Um, and a lot of that has come from different mentors over time. Uh, you know, uh, as we just had our predictive index and uh, understanding of our personality types, emotional intelligence 2.0, understanding how to work cross-functional, how to communicate with people. Um, been huge uh spin selling from a sales perspective still my favorite i know it's not the be all end all but it's such a good guide for enterprise uh software sales and then good to great great by choice pretty much all of jim collins on business strategy and how to apply that to day to day um and a personal favorite uh is ben horowitz the hard thing about hard things that's just a phenomenal book about when when uh, you're you know, up the river without a paddle and you got to figure it out. Um, mm -hmm. I that book, it's just entertaining. And of course, you know, that's Andreessen Horowitz and lots of success over, over the years. But you, know, you go back to the early days of when they had Netscape and then uh, Opsware, it's, you know, 30 days to go public or we're bankrupt. It's, it's mm -hmm. fun stuff. Yun, and I guess maybe uh, last last kind of uh, element here, you, know, you and I have uh, pretty much planes, trains, and automobiles across the United States, Canada. Um, can you share kind of your most memorable uh, comical experience from you and I? <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Let's see. There's been some good ones. Um, and I, I remember um, this one's, this one I always tell, so I'm going to tell it because it's probably one of my favorites. But when we were flying into Tulsa and we were on that, on that American flight and 
I'd put my seatbelt on too loose and we hit that air pocket and I don't know how many feet we lost, but all I know is my head bumped off the ceiling and I screamed the F-bomb because I didn't know what was going on. And I think you were f- afraid to fly for about three months. <laughs> yep. Straight straight into Tornado Alley for, for a, a, a week opportunity to say the least. Yeah. And then there's another one I remember we're coming through the Houston airport and it was me, you, and Lou, and we all had somewhere different to go. And so we just like fist bump, like, see you next week, and like all went our separate directions in the airport. That that for some reason is just like a core memory I have from the kind of early days of, of working together. So yeah, I, I remember uh I think my my favorite was us in Atlanta going to um high road craft and uh accidentally passing basically going down a hill accidentally passing one of their employees um because we, we we were concerned we couldn't make it up the hill we so get to the office and some ladies like these these assholes drove by me in a car and i, I smashed and got my my fingers stuck in the door we were just sitting there smirking at each other it was like yeah that was us Sorry, that was the same trip that we checked into the hotel and the guy was packing uh heat you remember he had a gun and he was the bellhop at that hotel. We're like, uh, or the valet. We're like, yeah, if he wants to till something, I didn't have the car. <laughs> Those were good times. Uh, they continue. I know we're, uh, we're on the road quite a bit. Um, but for our listeners, you know, if you're looking to navigate your own digital transformation journey, remember, you don't have to do it alone. You've got a, a really strong team here at Nuage. Pretty jovial. We, myself included, think we're probably funnier than we actually are. Um, but if you're looking to leverage uh, the power of NetSuite, streamline operations, make data-driven decisions, and really drive growth, that's where we excel. You know, so whether you're just starting to consider the cloud solutions or need expert guidance to optimize your current systems, our team at Nuage is here to help. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope to uh, have you guys join us next time for another episode of Sweet Stories, where we continue exploring the experiences and insights business leaders in the world of cloud technology. If you have any questions or feedback, please feel free to reach out. Glenn, thank you again for your time. Thank you, Gina, my co-host. We will talk to you all soon. Have a good one. Thank you. Bye.